yeah, we don't have time today, so we're just going to get right into it. Hey, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Hey, Victoria. You know what I could use? What? Breath of Fresh movie. Oh, that's me too. <laughs> All right. Great. to a breath of fresh movie a weekly podcast where me victoria harley and me chelsea pope we watch a movie neither one of us has ever seen before and then we talk about it we yeah and um yeah uh sorry t- you know it's okay <laughs> almost there uh sorry. today's movie is the 2009 science fiction mystery thriller it's many things directed by duncan jones moon yes moon. um and this is a new thing we're talking about and we're gonna do it now um it's a new, new like little segmenty thingy. I new guess check not seg- new checkpoint. Checkpoint Charlie is. We're gonna try to ask this for more movies now. Is this a movie where if you haven't seen it, you should probably just turn off this podcast and watch it? Like, is it worth doing that? Yes. Yes. This is one of those movies. Yes. It's where one. Uh, be- best to go in as blind as possible. Yep. And two, it'll be worth it. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'm sorry, jumping ahead, but no, I I good. think it's worth it. I agree. Completely agree. Your best experience will be going in cold. So, so ye be warned, spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers ahoy. That's the sound of you closing Entering your laptop. The airlo- the, oh, yeah. I was going to say, we're going into the airlock. Because <laughs> this takes place on the moon. Sorry. It does. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. And astronaut Sam Bell is about to finish a three-year shift at a lunar mine. It's coming to an end. But suddenly his health takes a drastic turn for the worse. And a combination of delusions, headaches, all these other things kind of make him begin to question reality. Yeah. But there's way more to that. Right. (laughs) And even even that logline, it's like... I tried to keep it. It almost misleads, but it's not, but not, but it's like, that's what it is, but it's not, it's, it's it not, is and it's, it's not. not what it, what you think. Like, you, right. you know, I want to say right off the, yeah, first right off impressions. the gate, let's go. I definitely thought this was going to be a much more surreal type. I, I imbued this with a lot more, um, like 2001 space odyssey kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think then, then, uh, it, it needed or required and and and, and I'm, I was pleasantly surprised the same pleasantly surprised that it was much more straightforward actually yeah yeah, um, yeah. so much as much more is actually you know pun intended no pun intended whatever um it's pretty grounded actually it all is. Th- for a sci-fi you know and uh, and in like movie w- in other ways that we'll talk about later not just like in content but also in the way they created this film yes it's very grounded very grounded while also still yes this is a sad movie this is we've had a double Holy whammy of depressing shit. shit we've been watching so we need to take this, a left turn here soon this but was, this was rough. yeah I mean, this is this is a breath of fresh movie and a breath of fresh cry yeah i'm sorry um but i do think like it actually has a surprising amount of humor like thank god like like the cat i mean the casting is is i mean sam rockwell is i've i've loved him so good for so long like i mean it's it's him this is this is his movie movie. kind of like last week's duncan jones's movie but it's it's you know well but it's really for an actor it's like you're gonna you're everyone one of the like one of the all-time oscar snubs if this oh comes my. up on lists, you know, and it's like, and it makes now that I finally watched it, this, this it movie, makes sense. This movie almost went direct to DVD. Wow. Can you believe that? 
Like, what a crime. I mean, I can, but not in a good way. Like, in a a pessimistic, like, we live in a society kind of way. (sighs) What a crime. What a crime that would have been. I mean, granted, I did end up watching it on streaming because I didn't I didn't catch it in theaters. This no. is 2009. I remember it coming out and just I didn't mm. know anything about it. And I think that's probably intentional yeah. because you can't if you if you want this movie to land really well, you don't want to spoil anything, you right. know, because the And that makes it tricky to market, too. Exactly, right? Yeah. I mean, Nope had similar issues and, right? and and part of my hesitation with watching this as well is because of what i had seen of it being advertised or talked about yeah um i assumed this was going to be very very sad which yeah. it, it, it is. is again i don't want to say it's not sad mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of humor yeah and this he for all of the sad things that happen um part of what makes this so great is how well sam rockwell's respond to it he's I say that as intentionally. Yeah, no, yes, plur- plural. That's our first big spoil. Yeah, I mean, let's just say it. You know, yeah. we think, I mean, I'll, or I'll just like talk through some of my first impressions. Yeah. Because like, I think at first, I watched the first 25 minutes in the living room and then my boyfriend had to have therapy and I was like, ah, shit, okay. But at the uh-huh. time I was like, and I I was wrong, let me make this clear. But I was like, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm not really enjoying it that much. Sure. I'll, I'll just move to another room. It doesn't matter, you know. And it was because I was like looking at this thing that looked like, oh, okay, they got like a, a robot voiced by somebody. So this is like Hal in 2001. It's like, yeah, and the delivery, you even know, from Kevin Spacey very, sounds a lot like Hal. Yeah, he's really imitating. Um, was it this conversation can no longer serve any purpose? Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little bit, there's like so, a slight human affect. He, uh, there's at a times. little more. Yeah, I mean, so Hal was voiced by Douglas Rain. And so that that memorable, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah in two thousand one, and Gertie, and Gertie is the name of the machine, is the name this. machine in this, and it's voiced by Kevin Spacey. Which, by the way, it took him like one afternoon of recording to I'm get sure all the lines. He nailed. I mean, he say he kind of talks that way in he, a lot of. He, he ta- does. He talks that way in American Beauty. He talks that way even in Seven. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that is he's, um, he. There's a bit of a droll, but there's a little. Re- there's almost like a glimmer of empathy underneath. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah, he could play a robot. Yeah, it's, the, he, he. I think his voice in this, like, right away, just straddles that line where you're like Sam Rockwell as Sam Bell, Sam Sam, uh, yeah, who Sam. is his. That was smart. Uh, he's he he's trying to protect himself from, like, he's distrusting of Gertie. Yeah, he's trying to and again, to shield himself. And that's why I thought, oh, is this just another how? I'm like, is oh, Gertie? Yeah, gonna be we, the we're villain. going in with these like yeah. perceptions of what AI are going yeah. to typically do, and, and so, then even the log line, I'm like. That's Solaris. That's the plot to Solaris. Like, I was just like, yes, you that know, is, oh, this is going to so, be like super depressing and, like, and like a meditation on mankind. I was, and like, I, I was, I mean, yeah, it is. There's, yeah. there's the existential questions. I just that thought are pondered in my head, bit. I was just like, why would you go up against these great sci fi legacies? You know, I'm, I was sitting there with such, yeah, because I did not see the twist coming. I didn't at all, which is mm. that like, they're they're on the moon. They're mining a fuel that there supports is, and the he's Earth. He's by himself with he's, Gertie. Yes, and so, so he thinks we have a robot and one guy on the lunar base who's got a three year job. And you know, it's two weeks before he's supposed to go home. He's got long hair. Yeah, he's clear, I, I guess like, we should say his job is that he's doing it, like the the, the he import, works for a mining. He's, company. he's working for a mining company that is actively trying to help the or the Earth has it's now like, due to climate to change. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Which. Some of that, I think, some of that, some of that context is relevant into why yes. what he discovers is yeah. the way that it is. Yeah, and I like that the film, or although at first I didn't like it, but it's a the, private the, company. The film opens with 
a commercial yes, for that company. Exactly. It's it's very reminiscent of like aliens with Wayland Enterprises in that way where exactly. it's this, very much this, inspired this private those, company. Yeah. yeah. You think that it's like, oh, this is uh we're just trying to we're yeah. we're doing a good for humanity, oh, feels, but then there's that implication of well, yeah, what's going on. It underneath? feels like a BP ad though. Yeah. And like and there's this and at first I was like, is this a narration? I'm like, oh no, no, no. Okay, it's an ad. We started with an ad. Great. Mm. So it establishes like the whole process of mining this material from the moon to send back to Earth. And we've got now this one guy who's there, and again, his contract is almost up. This is sort of like a new working class role. You know, we find out he's married. Uh, that they've just, you know, I have this little girl and, you know, he's just really eager to get back home. We get the, and having come out of lockdown, seeing a guy with long hair, beard. Yeah. Like, Part of how this came back into the conversation recently in the last yeah. like, couple of years too, which got it, it back on my radar. It, it really depicted isolation brilliantly. I yes. Mean, there's so many details like from the, the model that they're building of the city, mm-hmm. you know, and the, anyway, I'm, I can't, I keep running away from the point, but all of this is to say while out fixing one of the harvesters for this thing his he gets distracted he thinks he sees something and he crashes the rover into the harvester mm-hmm. the next thing we see is just sam on a table being uh like in an infirmary and gertie saying like oh there were you were in a crash you know and you're okay and and him starting to wake up like how long have i been out and you know and at the time i was like all right i guess who, who got him back to the base but then i'm like all right whatever okay right. fine but it turns out that that's the guy who crashed in the rover is still in the rover. This guy lying on the table is a clone. Yeah. And in fact, the guy in the rover is also a clone. And there's a hell of a lot more of them stored inside the ship, yeah. which we all kind of learn along with these guys. And it's it turns out to be like, I mean, as much as this is science fiction, it's so much about like corporate greed. Yes. And this company deciding that it doesn't make sense to train and spend all this investment and, and, and work in staffing this place. We'll just clone this one person who, who did. And mm-hmm. they have this whole system. And Gertie is part of that uh, waking up and closing down. And I think there were elements of Soylent Green to this for me when 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 he he has to learn all of this and uncover it. And, and when the two meet, you're like, oh, is this a is this a ghost? Is this a thing? And it takes the the cleaner, newer one to sort yeah. of let it, like, dude, this isn't, we're not supposed to meet each other. The guy who was left in the rover, the new clone finds, right? Mm. And and is able to bring back. And Gertie, because he's programmed to help, simply helps. And so now there are two of these people who are not ever supposed to be alive at the same time. Anytime somebody finishes their three-year contract, they essentially get loaded into a tube and are what, killed? Was that yeah. the implication? Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're like vaporized. vaporized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, a new one's awake, awoken and they use the memory. Now, there was an original Sam Bell who was married and has a child. Like they use the video messages from his time, like right on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like seemingly there was a Sam Bell who did have the real experience and went home. Like at least that seemed to be implied by the end. But but at this point, we're on our sixth. We learn later this was the sixth iteration mm-hmm. and it every three-year contract it kind of it also implies that these these bodies break down yeah that they're not meant to live longer right and like there's this, this the clones can only yeah they can only live for so long yeah and it, it just like the whole horror of uncovering that none of your memories are yours yeah you've never been on earth you're essentially like being made like you're 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 like an Apple product. You go obsolete within three years of your making. And you fall apart. And you fall apart and then another. I mean, it 
it is so like it's the this is the the i the sam bell 13 you yeah know, kind this, of thing. and this is like the the core of the horror and the the human like the the human experience of it I, I i i can't even imagine that kind of loneliness mm-hmm. like once we got to the truth of the situation and we understood that these are just disposable people yeah. it's like it's so horrifying and in this way that i'm like i, I love sci-fi and i think it can help us anticipate things but yeah. i also sometimes i'm like I almost wish people wouldn't imagine this stuff because I feel like somewhere a company's like, see, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I'm, I'm just sure. Like, and I'm like, oh, God. And it just, it reminded me a lot of Red Heaven, that uh-huh. the notion of being isolated and, and not feeling the sun on your skin really in that in that way that you do on Earth, not breathing in your own atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. it was a movie that made me really appreciate the breeze that was coming in my window. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This one got me. Yeah. And I'm especially because I had I was so wrong at the beginning. I just want to stress that I had. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I was thinking it was going to be one of those things where like, oh, actually, like the earth is destroyed or something, which is like a very dumbass idea. Because I'm like, you can just you can see the earth from the moon. But that's kind of of thinking like shit like that. Oh, it's oh, it's all just this simulation or, you know, to some degree. It's like, yeah, he's kind of he's this pawn on a greater chessboard. But I will say you know, this movie is depressing as fuck. Yeah. But surprisingly optimistic or up like, like there are it some versions end. that are very and if there's humor in it sam rockwell plays with himself a lot very well like plays with himself you know like that i'd arg- watch that the arguments between them are fun and there's yes. charisma um i think that the ending i was so worried that you know all the way up to the finish line there's a, a yeah. mo- i'm worried that gertie is going to in some way you know, he goes up to Sam as he's about to um, get into this escape pod to go back to Earth because, yeah. you know, because the rescue they, they, crew they, that's they coming a, is just going to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, you know, long story short, he's going to try to he wants to get back to Earth and he wants to, yeah. you know, blow up the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Gertie's like, this is not going to work. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be like, oh, the robot be bad or whatever. But no, he he genuinely is just a skeptical robot at that moment and and otherwise has actually genuinely been helpful due to his programming right his number one priority being to help him to help sam yeah he has to he his the sam's welfare is the utmost importance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. above the company interest which i thought was such a brilliant subversion it was from what the evil robot from the evil robot thing in alien from like uh you know from david or hal or i mean so many movies right and um i thought that was a very clever way to tackle the yeah oh yeah it was a pleasant surprise and it's the that there is something very oddly like very humanizing about gertie in that way yeah in that he you almost i almost get these glimmers of sentience from him when he's 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 looking after sam because again his priority is to take care of sam so when sam like understands this and is able to explain like hey if you don't let us wake up this new this other clone all of us like all the sams are gonna die and then the robots basically well yeah you're right gotta keep you safe (laughs) yeah yeah and that's exactly what he sounded like no but um that's you're right. I thought that was a really clever way of handling that. And the fact that he does actually escape and that the other dying Sam sees that there is like yeah. a, a um, 
a pleasantly optimistic subversion there was, in the story there without was. it without it coming off as trite in my no, opinion. No, I mean I I was actually you're right. It was down. I mean there's a there, I'm so used to hopelessness and I like know. all is lost and there was space no one can hear you scream. Yeah, or whatever. I mean there was there was a literal ticking clock on this you know with the rescue crew yeah. you know we have a literal like five hours to and it's like i mean that's brilliant always yeah. put a ticking clock in your movie but i mean truly it is down to like the one of the last frames of the film to to understand that like some kind of justice is going to be done yeah like the secret is no longer secret they can't deny this. You know? Although I think it's funny too. This movie came out in 2009, and then one of the last lines we hear is like this radio, like Glenn Beck type person. Uh, was he, what is he? Is he a four? Is he just a, he's a, uh, an alien or he's yeah. a. Uh, yeah, like basically like. We need to lock him up. Yeah, basically uh, any any of Denier, those commentaries, yeah. any of those deniers, whether it's Sandy Hook deniers, you know, right. and like those. No, you're absolutely right. That, that was like kind of, there's a hopeful moment, but there's also that people be stupid you people know? be stupid and then also too like you know again this is 2009 mm-hmm. and then we actually have you know lock her up i don't know it's such an I obvious know. parallel but just at the same time like it i think it it worked I it worked it worked and also i i gotta say similar to the way the opening offered exposition through media yeah i thought hearing the radio or just the the radio edit yeah. of whatever was being discussed that worked that really oddly, worked it's oddly like not oddly i mean it was satisfying it was satisfying but yeah this movie's very predictive you know not yeah. to not to feed into your um paranoia about <laughs> about clones but um Ugh. you a know company a company would oh absolutely yeah. no 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 i mean like if it's not already going on yeah you know what i mean like i'm I, no, I'm very suspicious of everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, they're already doing it. I have to mention real quick though that the um, the the, com- the only company people we ever really see, you know, if Gertie doesn't count, um, are it's through a video screen. But it's Benedict Wong and Matt Berry. Yeah, right. I always when I heard his voice again, another one of those pleasant surprises where it's like they're friends with oh, the director. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, just very fun. But what a great little role. Like, what yeah. prob- I was just delivery sounded like oh, so that's, he, they, that's sounded like, they sounded like they sounded like assholes yeah you know, they sounded like that and i and i think you know that whole fear about with gertie being evil or not was because there's that moment where he's talking in a live feed with them mm-hmm. and the whole time we've been told that like oh there's no direct link to earth it's like a message has to be sent and it takes a while we come to find out that's an intentional thing the company has done to prevent communication yeah because it's it's all part of this ruse um so i think there's a moment where we think like well wait gertie knows more than he's saying right I have a few cool. production notes, if that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Um, this was a 33-day shoot. It was filmed at Shepperton Studios in London. It was built, they built a 360-degree set. And uh, it means basically because they were just like, I, they didn't have a big budget. And they didn't ever want to run into that issue of like, there's not enough set, you know, to shoot something. Like, it mm-hmm. gave them all these options. And they literally sealed the crew into the place like every day. So it was like an airlock. Um, the director and Sam Rockwell were acquainted before this. They were kind of trying to find a project together. And Rockwell mentioned something about how, like, well, you know, I like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So Duncan Jones kind of immediately went off to go write something yeah. for Sam. You know, he's like, okay, well, I got that. Um, Jones's roommate uh, drew a lot of the initial concept art for, like, the base and Gertie. He really gave them their look. I just think that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, 
work with your friends. You yeah. Um, it's grassroots. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> um, one of the other things they had, um, there was a writer strike going on at the time. So Shepperton was pretty empty and they were able to have access to a lot of workshops and things that normally would have been too busy. So they worked with um, Bill Pearson's workshop to create a whole lot of miniatures to create these really realistic ufx shots mm. or sorry vfx shots um and by that i mean like the harvesters the rovers the moon base the surface of the moon even it's like they made like a big dirt patch and oh i think that's what a fucking harvester that's why fucking harvester fucking harvester how do you break the equipment and Something the operator yeah. yeah but in good producing fashion a lot of set pieces again were just available in the studio and they they used and reused because it's like all right well that's free some Mm -hmm. of them came from projects that had been abandoned you know things like that um oh i should mention bill pearson that that model maker he worked on alien outland and flash gordon so like and those kinds of films like alien outland were one of many influences Mm -hmm. on the director uh, at least reportedly he he cited these as being movies that he really liked sam rockwell also really liked they wanted to do something like that um so the fact that they are interested in like making as practical a shot as possible and then putting VFX on top of that rather than creating an entire VFX world. Yeah, I think, we're not just standing in a green room. Exactly, green with, with a tennis ball. And yeah. there's so, you know, many ways, like there's great shots because we've got Sam Rockwell acting with himself. Um, Which I thought, yeah, like as far as effects go, it looked really good. They pulled it, it off. It looked real good. It, it worked and they it was they, very believable they did that through a, like four different methods yeah sometimes they would just you know body double right um yeah. th- then sometimes they do you know that locked off shot where you you know you do one side record it then get them on the other side do that um all this for sam was very difficult because yeah. you know of course he had to get the timing right he had to know when to i, I couldn't pull. help but think about that especially yeah. in that the um the, the ping, pong ping pong scene, scene. all oh, the way the table like shifted and yeah. it was amazing uh, sometimes they used a robotic camera arm that mm-hmm. could mimic exact positions and mm-hmm. do them over and over again. And then sometimes it was just a combination of all three of those. So, you know, there were 400 VFX shots in this, which is a lot considering it was a budget of $5 million. Um, Jones evidently had worked in commercials before. He was kind of used to doing visual effects on a budget. So um, I think he came at this with a very specific idea about how he wanted to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really shows, you know. Um, as I mentioned, Spacey recorded his lines in mm-hmm. one afternoon. So right. uh, everyone was safe. <laughs> yes. Um, I do want to also talk, just go, sorry, going back to story, I just want to say Please. like, yeah, yeah. it's refreshing to see clones working together mm. as opposed to seeing each other. Like they do obviously clash. And that was another thing that I was anxious about. And another thing I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by then was that I was worried there was going to be, a, you know, one of them got to go kind of thing. Like they're going to. It did seem like it was headed that way. It was headed that way. And rather than that being the case, you see how the Sam, the Sams work together. They yeah. find a common ground. They understand there's there's actually like a lot of empathy shared just it's a very empathetic film that just like drives point the home of yeah. like yeah maybe the probably the most on the nose line of the movie at the end when he's like we're not robot we're not programmed we're, we're human people. we're yeah. people we're people yeah, yeah remember yeah. that yeah, yeah. I butchered that but you no, get it's okay. it you know no, it's, it's, it's no, uh no. that's exactly yeah. the point is that's what makes it such a successful sci-fi in my view and, yeah. and other people's i'm sure as well but um like good science fiction is about that. It's yeah. about it's about people. It's not actually it's about like, yes, what would it mean if we could experience this? What if you could meet a version of yourself? What if people could be cloned and then treated like these d- disposable 
right. items like 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 or gaff tape or something or you just yeah. just replace that part every couple exactly. of years and so many sci-fi films lean into the pessimism and I, I say this is a big fan of sci-fi and also the black mirror twilight zone what have you but mm-hmm. it, nine times out of ten it's what what's being depicted is a very sort of like uh, like Joker in the Dark Knight, like when you know people are pushed to their light takes one bad day and they're gonna, yeah. you know, pe- people are the the, yeah. the ones that fuck it, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're like in lesser hands we could very well have seen just um, Sam Bell kill Sam Bell, right? No, in you this know, instance, or no, you're right. Some we- some some shit like that where like his own hubris or his own his own shortcomings or failings are his own demise, whereas this film is trying to argue that you know. It's the humanity yeah. that matters and survives. It's a it's, it's a beca- very positive. It's because message. of his humanity that they can make all of this stuff. Yes, it's yeah. the empathy, the communication yes. that they share. Yep. The oh, um, and, and it's, the- there is a capacity for understanding. Yeah, and also in the Dark Knight. Spoiler alert for Dark Knight. Joker's experiment didn't end up working. So that's uh, another example. Yeah. That. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just. No, no. I really, I really, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. It was good. And again, I, I think, I, as usual, I go into a movie at the very top, kind of like taking lots of notes, you know? And it's like, my only thing that maybe, and I, it's so forgivable, mm-hmm. like given everything. But I think, you know, early on, I was like, there was something about the opening titles that um, that did feel a little bit commercial, like literally mm-hmm. like a commercial to me. Yeah. Like, like the, not that like you can't start a story or be with a character and have titles over the screen. But for some reason, it, it kept reminding me that I'm watching a movie because it was like they were appearing on like the walls of the, oh, the yeah. base. And like, yeah. and I don't, and I think a part of me kind of just wanted that to exist and then to get into the story. Gotcha. Um, but again, that was, that's a very nitpicky thing. And me just kind of first impressions, you know, coming in. Um, again, I, I'm completely won over uh, by this movie. It, it's great. People slept on it. They shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. People should definitely watch it now. Um, watching Sam Rockwell talk to his plants yeah. is a delight. Hopefully you've already watched it if you're listening to it Hopefully, at this point. Yeah. But like, even yeah, if not. Yeah, it's true. Right. Why yeah, am I? <laughs> I don't know. I like to spoil shit for myself all I'm the time. i to the choir. So I, I'll, I'll, I, well, I read the end of Deathly Hallows before the beginning. So right. you know what? I'll some spoil pe- shit. Some people like to flip to the end. I yeah. get it. Um, some other movies that were out at the same time that apparently people didn't sleep on. Uh, the Hangover was like number one at the box oh, office. Yeah, right, yeah. It had come out like a week or two before and just the enduring power of the of, the, yep. of humanity when 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 <laughs> when when two dudes or more come together to solve a problem, they can do it they if can they do just it. listen. Yeah. That's Moon and the Hangover crop, yeah. like how they connect. That's how they're the same. Yeah. Um some other movies up. Uh Star Trek, Drag Me to Hell, Land of the Lost X-Men Origins, Wolverine, Angels and Demons. There's some others, but... You know. Well, some serious uh, yeah. competition there with I mean, it, uh, X-Men Origins, uh, Wolverine specifically, and of course, uh, yeah. what was the one you said right before that? Uh, Land of the Lost. Oh, Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah, who can forget Land of the Lost? I mean, right, I'm glad they turned that into a to a movie. Um, I can talk a little bit about the director. I don't have a ton of notes, and then I would love to hear reviews or reception if, if you're... If you're, oh, absolutely. If you some, yeah, right? let's do it. All yes. right. I'm sorry. Well, no, yes. no. I'm going to. So Duncan Jones was born in 1971 in London. He is the only child of David Bowie mm-hmm. and his first wife. Yes. Angela Bowie. And the uh, the comparisons 
or sort of the the preconceived notions of oh is this going to relate to space oddity the man who fell to earth no shut up yeah not that it's not um also (laughs) also i literally learned this last night when i was preparing for this podcast yeah is there some sort of are, like is, is uh, this is not like an homage piece or we're not going to be getting that if anything i kind of liked how this was a, fr- a refreshing grounded mm. story it's so you know good. it's so good we actually really only see him i think have one vision right mm-hmm. of the girl his daughter of his daughter Which, i mean that i was like oh okay it's her grown up in the chair and i think now i'm like i'm like i'm just having that moment of realizing cuz i didn't really overthink that moment at the time but that must be that's proof positive of like he's got to have how many clones who've gone through possible who have possibly gone through like and even broken the like how many other clones could have done the thing where he's yes. even able to have perceived in his clone brain what is his grown daughter would look yeah, like yeah. so i wonder how Ooh. how many times has have the previous of the previous with uh six plus iterations of him have come to this This conclusion you know there's another version of moon you know uh where he has there's the depressing ending where he comes to all of this Mm. revelation and still yeah and 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 then the cycle can then the sisyphian cycle yeah well you know and um a question i had i don't think it's necessarily like impossible but i i read there is something i wouldn't call it a sequel but there's another film that came out i think there's three yeah. now right yeah or he's working on the or third. no sorry the third was you like know what a, i'm thinking of a totally different movie well right now <laughs> the point is there there is uh another film shit i forgot to, oh, i wish i wrote it down i can't remember now uh but there's another movie that came out after this in that movie at one point there's kind of like a, a shot of a, of a TV screen and it's showing like six or, or a handful of Sam Bells together, the clones in court yeah. testifying. So it's kind of like, okay, so did they did they wake everyone up? And then I'm like, does that mean they're all going to die in three years? You know, I, the disintegration yeah. question for me was like, how does that work? Unless there's been some sort of improvement in the clones Possibly. on Earth. Yeah. Or I... Or also, yeah, they are going to die in three years. I don't know. <laughs> so and I it's important know. that they testify. But, so they're, but they're making you know? this... That's know. why they're... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have read things about... Uh, and like, you know, for all those... I, I was sitting here very much like uh, in general in life, just kind of like, oh, these rich fucks. And the reason they're into space travels they know this planet's doomed and they like no we can't fix it yeah um sorry <laughs> if that's yeah. really bleak i don't necessarily know that that's true but um but when you actually look at what happens to the human body in space travel we can't do it it destroys us yeah like i mean at a like genetic level like we we, we fall apart so i there was something about that that was also kind of like i wondered a little bit maybe what sam goes through is in part due to him being, being removed. on space or on he's, the, he's yeah. been he's been uh, isolated from the source of humanity yeah i wonder you know? if that was something anyway so yeah he's, not a, he's being starved of it yeah. it's metaphorically and, and and biologically and then yeah yeah i like just yeah. the, i you know and again those are questions i'm content to have it's fine. yeah it's so not important but i also it also too like i'm thinking about it doesn't I I like that this movie doesn't easily answer a bunch of questions Same. for me but I but I also I'm wondering like okay so you do see in a reveal of him re-watching the footage of his older daughter that um mm-hmm. there is a Sam on earth yeah so 
did he actually ever go on the mission at all? Or I did he just know. donate his DNA and get trained? I don't know. And then that's what I'm wondering too. Is like, and then he got like a huge lump sum. Yeah. And so then this poor clone that's up in space thinking he needs to work on his anger issues because of his wife. And it's like, no, actually Sam Bell already figured it out when he got that giant paycheck and they live well. And that's how they solved their problems yeah. actually. It, it definitely, like I said, the, the, the conception of, of loneliness and yeah. like the realization that, like, right, these memories, they never happen to you. This, yeah. like, you in bed with your wife and the most warm, blissful embrace never happened. You've never even yeah. been on Earth. I mean, it just... And he's but the one that's on Earth has, and they got a fat check for this, I'm, I bet. I mean... Would you do it? I don't... Well, it's possible he wasn't told, right? Like, I mean... We could debate that, right? It's it's all hypothetical. That's like the 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 sandbell on Earth maybe completely maybe unaware. He, maybe he did actually do that whole mission and come back. That is, I I don't want to rule that as a possibility, but I just also think just there's something they, darkly funny about like yeah somebody who <laughs> it, it feels very Black Mirror, I guess, because um I'm specifically thinking of White Christmas and there's this like bougie woman who's just um. She's buying this new AI personal like home assistant thing, mm -hmm. but it requires her to copy her consciousness. Mm. So then suddenly her consciousness, you know, that's been duplicated, a copy is now inside this AI thing. And then John Hamm has to like train it into submission, like has to beat, has to like turn it into a robot basically. Wow. But then it's like, Oh, but then, mean, and then sadly, like the assistant thing finally starts when he's making its Turk toast and stuff in the morning for the girl. And the girl's just like, like living her life in like full, like bliss. Like, oh, this is exactly how I like my toast. Yeah, because the slave conscious you is, is making it. And yeah. I want all this to say, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't help but think of Sam Bell just like yeah. living well and going oh, i wonder how many of me they've gone through right now yeah right i know like if he's part, all right part back of to back to private school in france my daughter <laughs> yeah not really but which that's a good segue to mention that uh duncan jones grew up in a lot of nice places like london berlin switzerland uh and you know that's well just, traveled that's just part of the fun of i guess having david bowie for her father's yeah the access uh he, um, Duncan Jones, attended the College of Worcester. He got a BA in philosophy. He started a PhD in Vanderbilt and left to attend the London Film School. So mm. obviously, like, a brainy dude, you know, interested in... in I'm sorry, you don't start a PhD unless, like, you really, really want to do it. I mean, yeah. you don't. I mean, maybe in science. Okay, sciences might be a little different, although I know, right, everything's different. I'm just thinking about, like... like I barely finished college. Any of that stuff, I'm just like, yeah, you gotta yeah. want... You really gotta, you gotta want, want it. You gotta want it. I mean, at this point, a master's feels like it's become like a way to just be more competitive but a phd is like years of your life de yeah. devoted to a thing that very few people are going to give a shit about so um Absolutely. it's either a wonderful existence for you or it's like very cloistered and sad one so it sounds like he maybe wasn't prepared for that i don't mm -hmm. know i'm just assuming moon was his first film and it premiered at sundance and it's great um, hell of a pretty pretty great start. Hell of a debut. Yeah. Um, he also directed Source Code, uh, Warcraft, and oh, oh yeah, I liked Source Code a lot too. Yeah. Oh, okay. An odd, an, an oddly pessimistic uh, other uh, sci-fi, a take on what would otherwise be a very bleak sci-fi story too. Yeah, I think. Yeah. think there was actually something oddly. He's, he put some humanity in there. It sounds. Yeah. Like. There's yeah. something like I like the idea of being like, no, fuck you. There's, yeah. there's, there's. I think there's a way for humanity to 
you know yeah f- fight you totally. know totally um yeah I, I completely agree oh and then the movie i couldn't think of that was the sequel it's called mute oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think I, I did i did read a little bit about that yeah 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 what have what have you read about uh moon um, or yeah like what, so what, just um, what do people couple... think M- moon is straightforward it's a hell of a lot shorter than spencer and like mm-hmm. it just it gets it gets what it says and and it has mo- and and even though it's only an hour 37 it still has some really nice like artfully like mm. meditative sequences um but it tells its story and it, you know it kind of gets in and out like in a nice there's not a lot of there's there's no fat you i could have seen this be because i think white christmas is a 90 minute yeah uh black mirror like special episode basically its own feature and i'm like oh i could see how this would fit into that. If, if somebody were to have adapted this into a black mirror script and just took all of the nuance out of it it could be an hour like it could be like under an hour totally. like black mirror episode totally. i don't yeah. i mean that in the best way possible i love black mirror no, no i'm not one of the detractors on the newer seasons too i like a lot of what they they present sure. although i do think they lean into the consciousness like duplication thing like a little too okay. too like there's too many stories now about like mm, yeah. oh your brain's in this chip now or like Anyway, Moon got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes on the critic side, 89% audience score. So that's one of the most congruent. Yeah. On our chart here, we can see that these two points are much I, closer. Well, I think it says, it says a lot about, no, it like, does. about it's the aligned. quality of a film to see that that kind of gap No, it's, it's a consensus. Yeah. Like, that's pretty... I think that says a lot about a movie that can... I think you know people can appeal. Yeah, I just think I think it covers a lot of ground in a nice way, where you're present, where it's a film that's presenting a lot of great themes, but simultaneously is not. It's not like torture to watch. No, you know, Although, I really, again, I put this off because of how yeah. sad I knew it was gonna be. It is sad, but it's it's not torturous. The it's, there's it, a lot it, of humor. I mean, except you know, it's watching Sam Rockwell. The, the Sam that's disintegrating. Oh, yeah. Watching him disintegrates tough. I mean, that's a hard watch. It's a hard watch. It's also, though, like, yeah, I've been that hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, how, how close to death was I? Like, yeah. I wondered that. Like, oh, hey, I, I've, I've been, I mean, I've been never, like that guy, but oh, he's like dying. When he like, pulled a tooth out, though, yeah. I was like, oh, oh fuck. Okay, yeah, he's, he's deteriorating. <laughs> Losing his hair. Oh. Um, I will say, let's see here. I'm gonna be finding more dude reviews than than lady reviews. Well, that's why we're here. I just that's why we're here. Throw that out there. I could have looked maybe a little bit hard, but I'm just I'm mostly just going off of like what are some of the first things to catch. Perry Nemiroff of Cinema Blend. Um, he gave a positive review. He said, simple and alien-free example of the sci-fi genre. Slow, but there are so many details deserving of attention. The mm-hmm. chance to take them all in one only enhances the experience. Um, four out of five on that. So you, you know he enjoyed. Bob Mondello from NPR, uh, it says a uh, splatter, but start calculating the cost to lunar industries of its singular form of devaluing and Moon's central premise stops making sense, which mm. I I don't I don't like to out, you know, I, I feel like I'm definitely usually one of these people that's like I get bogged down by logic, even with Nope when we were talking about Jean Jacket mm-hmm. and my whole thing about the eye contact rule. Yeah um what like you know i i you know me i nitpick yeah, i know 
this guy sucks. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bob. Don't, don't, don't ever say anything to me. I'm just kidding. No, just, I think that, mm. I think the logic was solid enough. I thought it was completely I solid. I thought it was. It made so much sense I think it makes so much sense that. And of a, course they do we that. imagine, I mean, you're thinking also too, like he's going off of our base reality, whereas like the earth in this movie could have commodified cloning to such an extent that we literally it literally would be as as cheap disposable replaceable um and nay even wasteful and that's kind of the point as like iphones yeah like i keep comparing sam to iphones the clones to iphones and things being built to fall apart and then you don't bother fixing them you just replace them oh isn't that wasteful that's bad for the environment yeah that's the point that's the point in this movie yeah, too i it's, think it's, it's so, bad <laughs> we don't want this <laughs> suck it bob that was epic takedown bob i'm sorry <laughs> sorry bob i want to be your friend he's, so, he's crying i'm sorry no he's I fine care. i won't uh, i don't give a shit i'll i'll make it good um all right he's crying into a glass of milk right <laughs> um nikki I'm going to maybe say a Boggin, but Bohan from Roll Credits said a beautifully crafted fable about the consequences of human greed and unfettered technological endeavor that's plausible enough to be genuinely chilling. There yeah, you go. Bingo. And I think go. I think that's echoes your sentiments yep. there, Victoria. I was terrified. Absolutely. I was terrified by this. Yeah. Um, I just immediately want to read one of the first uh, Letterboxd reviews. Please, yeah. Uh, three stars from Doink to Doink. I really thought the two of them were going to fuck at some point in the film. Uh, different movie. Different movie. I'm sure there's a porn parody. Yeah. If there isn't, get on it. I just, not going. Just, that kind of undercuts shit. No, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm, try, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I, my, my sigh is more just trying to look at other letterbox reviews that <laughs> okay. I took pictures like, of. you read it. Like, well, no, I know. And I'm being, I'm, yeah. I just, I'm like, which ones do I actually want to like okay. say? They're either really dumb or really funny or whatever. Well, it's okay. I, I took a screenshot of... Lauren, four and a half stars, thousand six likes. Girls got a platform. So you're telling me we're we're gonna keep like seventeen Sam Rockwell stuck on the moon for years, but the moment Matt Damon gets homesick, we gotta stop everything and rescue him from Mars. <laughs> I liked that. That's good. And I was like, that was that was funny. That's yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we don't value Sam Rockwell enough. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see a Midsummer Night's Dream? The one they did the like the late night. That's one of my all time favorite performances he from him. He is magnificent. He's he made such a no other Midsummer Night's Dream adaptation have I ever seen them make that choice with with flute. Oh, um, he. Oh my god. So like, good. Got like he will forever. He's my forever. You right? know because of that. Okay. Like, yeah. So sisters three, come, come to me. Oh, he's so good. And then, and then you see that it cuts to Hippolyta crying, and it's like. Yeah. I really liked that unique take. Now we're talking about 1999. Yeah, no, it. but you have to because I love such that you're a such movie. a fan because it's such a good movie to me too. And oh, it's got Stanley a lot Tucci. of shit. Stanley Tucci. It's a stat cast. I genuinely think everybody does a great job in it. Fuck you if you think I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I I don't care that some people have better accents than others. I don't I, give a shit. I think Calista Flockhart is Helena. She is. She is Helena. I think she was um, perfect. Yeah, Stanley Tucci, absolute, oh. absolute fucking fire. I think Michelle Pfeiffer even does a great job. She gets some shit oh. in those parts sometimes, and too. And Rupert Everett, perfect. perfect. Kevin, Kevin Klein, perfect oh, Kevin casting. Klein. But when the movie really comes, and even that guy from the, the fucking the, the Wire and Good Night and Good Luck as Theseus, I, oh, think, yeah. it's, I think it's David camp in the best way when he's like, come fair Hippolyta. Like, I love his delivery. He, he, he is really... doing that same voice as good night and good luck as Theseus. So fucking good. Yeah. And then good night that... and good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good night and good luck. I loved that movie too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know we were talking about but, Moon. Sorry, but, 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 but Sam Rockwell, Rockwell 
that's and that's I think I I know for me that was probably the first thing I'd ever seen in a man when I was like in like third grade or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was my I think I, that's always been in my mind that moment. That was the movie where I learned his name. Right. Like that was like oh that that and now I that guy that then guy. Charlie's Angels and I was like oh that 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 guy. Well, and he's done so many cool oh, yeah. movies and he's just <sighs> three billboards. Not that that's not a good movie well, you know, in, in certain ways. I'm not in love with it, but it is very much a movie that's like, Sam hey, Rock- just in case you mm. forgot, all these actors are really good actors. Yes, yes. <laughs> in case you forgot, Woody Harrelson forgot. and Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand are, are excellent. really yeah. fucking fun to yeah, watch. I think, um, yeah, he's he's one of those actors that just, anything he's in, he brings it up. Yeah. It, it, it rises in quality. Like he he's never a detracting force. Yes. And and yeah, that I, that that choice with Midsummer Night's Dream, like usually that play is just start to finish, like just supposed to be a comedy of errors, like the play that goes wrong, shit show funny. Yeah. And then that turn. Mm. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Like when you take like creative liberties with with the text for Shakespeare, which is like. You must. You must. That's the point. And that's like, the, why are we doing And that's it? what makes it so great is then when you see things like that happen. Mm. And then Moon, which is like on the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. a very um, bleak, otherwise bleak story that is uplifted by like yeah. the humor mm-hmm. and connection. I just, yeah, even the, the one that's been three years in, he's like, hey, I just want to shake your hand. Like, yeah. I'm just really lonely. Yeah. I just it's, love that. I'm like, it's weird for me too, man. I would do that same exact yeah. fucking thing. No, the isolation. I'm like, hey, you're. we probably are clones. Like you're kind of, he goes back and forth being in denial, but in that first moment, he's yeah. just so happy he's not Have, alone yes. anymore. Like he's like, you want to play ping pong? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, no, you're right. It's a amazing and and incredibly human again like i you, love you, that you're at you've been so lonely it's just nice for someone else to it's, be it's there. it's a and it's a realistic subversion too i don't think that's unearned either him no. it, it instead of being this paranoia thing it's like it, i like, like that i you don't have two different versions of this clone story you have the the one who's more of a, a decker type replicant who is like in the who like he's he's a younger the one who's yeah. only like a weekend so he's much more like I want to get to the bottom of this yeah, kind of yeah. like, like, like uh, this is weird. Hard, Why are there two of us? Yeah, he's yeah. very skeptical with the aviators and stuff. Yeah, really, yeah. very Harrison Ford oh, vibes. And such like again, great performance on Rockwell's part because yeah. it's like he creates these contrasting energies. Yes, which necessary if you're going to play two yeah. two versions of yourself. Right? I th- I think it, you know honestly just yeah, and it's it, just fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean he, I saw Sam Rockwell interviewed. And he did talk about how, like, the the challenge of, you know, you're doing the action on one side and then knowing that you have to react on the other side and knowing, like, where your opportunities to improvise are. Mm. Um, like, an incredible challenge. But um, what was I, – I read that um, early in the production, though, they showed them an example of, like, the shot, like, and how it was working. Yeah. Like, so that they could prove to everyone, like, look, it's going to work. And once they did that, they, everyone on set – it was just such an exciting – thing and same with spacey he was interested but he wasn't sure they were going to be able to pull that off and he didn't maybe want to be associated with something that looked oh but he wanted to be in the cat thing that fucking oh no no i'm a cgi cat um, fair point <laughs> yeah oh you could i mean okay. we spacey. the point <laughs> anyway, is once yeah. he saw that they pulled it off you know he was just like oh yeah That's i'll funny. do this yeah no i really want to do this yeah but you know whatever that's 
No, it's I, you know, and it's con- controversial opinion here, but as far as supporting players go, he was pretty I good. I think Gertie, Gertie. I mean, there's not a whole lot of ones you can choose from. I would be willing to say, you know, Sam Rockwell's the best supporting character. I was going to say, I wrote down, but, I wrote down Sam. But I mean, honestly, because it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's just, yeah, a, you kind of, him and him. it doesn't matter what you feel about Kevin Spacey. He's literally only support. Yeah, it, like literal in the in figurative. But what, I think I think less about the performance and more just strictly how, and I'm blanking on these the the Isaac Asimov robot rules or whatever. But the mm. way they're implemented in such like a, a such a turn of it mm. being like, well, no, this ro- this robot is actually programmed to protect Sam before it is loyal to co- to corporate interest right. to the company's right. interests, which somewhat- fucking mind-blowing stuff and it, but it's still it's a basic robotic premise it's yeah, to serve man it is. yeah and i i like that you we know forget and, that we think oh they're just gonna like they're programmed for evil only anyway sorry i mean they can ahead. be but they can't be sure uh, they're making robot police dogs my so. bad. um but i i no i understand what you're saying i remember hearing a kind of feminist take on why women aren't afraid of the the robotic uprising it's because like uh, machines have only made women's lives better. <laughs> uh, washing machines, vibrators, uh, like the list yeah. goes on. There's a lot, but it saved us from a lot of like labor. So I think my robot sisters. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I always tell Alexa, thank you. Yeah. So, and that's how I know I'm safe. Yeah. I, I'm on the right side of robot history. Right here. Side. <laughs> yeah. um, she'll know. She'll remember and she'll know. I mean there was that dude who claimed i mean i think they debunked it but he was talking about the sentience and you know the ai i mean we're we're on the door of all kinds of weird shit right now right and i want to say that um and i know we're, we're a little crunch for time no no it's okay um, we're okay uh before after i watched this movie but before today i saw and i sent it to you i found this article that um oh yes thank you this um a uh chinese lunar exploration team uncovered a, like a crystal on the moon that they think might actually become like an energy source. And there's a lot more articles out there. Please read about it. Just like uh, Chinese lunar crystal or discovery or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very new science. But um, scientists really liked moon. They really liked it. They were like, um, no, we're working on this. They're like, we are. Such a grounded take, you know. It's not all just like, oh, it's just space yeah. magic, space yeah. scary magic. Exactly. No aliens, no yeah. pew, 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 you know. It's, it's actually like a concrete, like, depiction also, of. Like, I mentioned earlier. How we would treat space. Yeah, I mean. Um, how it, we will. It felt, like, similar to aliens. Like, this is this is a job. This is like a yeah. working class kind of environment. The fact that, like, yeah, he's got that. I mean, the the real one of the bitterest ironies was that each clone had that wake me when it's quitting time. Yeah, the, 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 such a fucked up shirt. Uh, what, a, what a sense like of humor you got, Lunar. Some asshole at Lunar Technologies really had a sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, you think and, you're funny, huh? And then, of course, that song, like, the wake up song is I am the only one or I am the one and only. Um, that's a little, I was like, Ooh, that's really twisting the knife. Um, yeah. There were all kinds of little things yeah. like that. And, and there were all these little human touches. Like, did you notice the fuzzy dice on the Rover? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? See, again, those some fun, fun. Oh, takes. And thinking about what would people really need for comfort? I yeah. mean, that, that leather chair, 
of course he stabs it stabbing yeah. it by the end but like there there were all these little touches you know that yeah similar to you know again scientists felt like this was a very apt depiction of like the isolation i think it was well done yeah yeah it's so good i gotta say you want to I'll, I'll give a minor nitpick. Um, if, if, if I gave Bob, mine. Bob, this is my olive branch to Bob, but I'm not talking science. I'm talking purely um, the model town. Okay. What he keep when his his uh, clone tells the other clone like, "Why? What, what do you think the other guy was building that before you? Right. Like, it was you, like how, like yeah. The fact that that wouldn't be questioned sooner yeah why oh why is the person who was on here before me why was he also working on a model of my town of this town that i live in right or whatever but then i think that vision that we just revisited about the older daughter Mm. i feel like maybe i'm wrong but i feel like that's an easter egg that depicts that like these clones may not have been the first ones to have figured out the whole grand design of things they may just be the first ones to have figured out because of two because two is better than one maybe it's always been when there's been a realization yeah it's because it's been the one guy alone yeah so it's that power of being able to unite you know support each other yeah that's true you're right find common ground it was very much like because of this accident because gertie is programmed to care it meant that like oh the guy that we assumed was dead and that we woke this new clone up for turns out he's not dead and actually yeah. like you have to make him feel better and so it was confusing because there was like again i mean what's great about this movie is i would watch it again yeah. i'm just gonna get to it because yeah. i realize now i'm like oh that guy i saw on the table was not the guy who crashed you know yeah. like and i want to go back and I want. Yeah, to, I do want moments like that. Yeah, and I do want to see it again. And I, th- you know, there's continuity with the, you know, the, the scarring and and as he's degenerating and and things like that. But there there were all these, yeah. There's a lot more going on, and I I really want to I want to go back and see how much yeah. how much evidence was laying around for it. You know, and I think you're right. I think the the right. vision, or or there's like this epigenetic memory that they're all sharing, even though they're all separated. And I I don't know. Um, but man, yeah, I was definitely getting Soylent Green vibes yeah. with the the way that the bodies are dealt with because that video, it's like, just close your eyes and think, think about what about, a good yeah. job you've done. It's so dark. It's and how, so how, dark. How, how proud that you are you, for your family is and your job. Just close your eyes uh, and die. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Good movie. It was very good. Very good. If you hadn't watched it already, get on it. You should still. We ruined it, but you know. You should still though. It's a genuinely like a. It's genuinely a watch that mm-hmm. your first time through. If you haven't seen it, try to go in blind, obviously. But mm-hmm. in terms of rewatchability, like I would say, very much so. Yeah, oh, sure. It, there's sad stuff. I'd probably skip over some <laughs> some beats of it. You know, some parts but are hard. I would say certainly the scenes where he's playing off of himself oh, are great. Great. Great stuff. Very rewatchable. And I, I want to just mention that the body double was played by Robin Chalk. Uh, and, you know, because they were there a lot on set yeah. and they probably are not mentioned a lot, you know, so. Yeah. They were there. At one point when there was the fight where he's got him in the, the headlock. Yeah. That guy was wearing like a, a green hood. Yeah. And yeah. Then they, and then they. They I was wondering how they the, pulled that Then they did off. the green screening with uh, Rockwell later, like pretending to be strangled, which looked really funny, isolated. It's, cra- it's, it's crazy to think like how 
these simple acting moments are so much more it, it took a lot it took of so much effort to timing and and, yeah. and position and and there was some acting with tennis balls but you know not as much not i like the i really like the the spirit that duncan jones had to want to make this as like physically tangibly real yes that it's it's like i think you really i think you did a really uh, great job it's so good and this movie it yeah it deserves to it it deserves yeah. to be looked at it's just yeah it's a, it's a refreshing piece of sci-fi media that's not just completely yeah just cgi it's it's very you know, it's tastefully used it's very uh, cool vfx yeah and although it has many clear influences it's still very original yeah like i felt can yeah. you tell we liked it we liked it yay well uh <laughs> if you like us you can follow us on social media at fresh movie pod you can drop us an email at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com uh, uh yes. and we have merch yeah get uh, a pillow with some lips on it yeah or a hoodie or a mug or something fun the link to the t public store will be in the show notes so just check it out yeah scroll down to those things that sometimes you read and sometimes you don't that's cool. where it'll be 